We acknowledge the First Nations people as the traditional custodians of the land we are on today. We acknowledge and pay respect to all elders, past, present and emerging. The Now and the Future podcast is an exciting way of sharing members' stories of opportunities, challenges and provide support and expert advice for Down Syndrome community. Down Syndrome Queensland's vision is to support, advocate for empower people with Down Syndrome to take their rightful places as valuable and contributing members of their community both now into the future. Welcome to Down Syndrome Queensland's Kindy Podcast. This episode, How to Make Meaningful Adjustments, is brought to you by the Kindy team at Down Syndrome Queensland. We are supported by funding from the Queensland Department of Education. If you are an early child educator, this podcast is designed to give you ideas for inclusive practice. If you are a parent, this topic may also provide some ideas for being on the same page as kindy teachers. Firstly, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land from which we all meet today. I am on Gimoy Wallabada Yadinji land. I'd like to also pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. You may be aware that the DSQ education team provides a free service to kindies in Queensland. This service provides ongoing consultations with educators of children who have Down syndrome. One of the topics that often gets discussed during our consults is the idea of child engagement. How do we get children to engage in the program and the routines of the day? One answer to this question is to adjust your program so it works for the child rather than the child having to adjust to the program. Under the Disability Discrimination Act 1992, otherwise known as the DDA, children's education and care service must make reasonable adjustments to support children with a disability to access and participate on the same basis as children without disability. Educators should work together with children's families and health professionals to make these reasonable adjustments. All adjustments can be changes to the environment, the program, your teaching style, the design of activities and the use of resources. This might include changing the routine to be more flexible, with fewer transitions throughout the day, using resources like sensory tools to support a child to feel calm and focused, moving equipment and resources to a lower height, or using a visual timetable to help children see what will be coming next in their day. When considering appropriate adjustments, think about what the child enjoys, their learning preference, what makes them frustrated, what helps them focus, how they play and interact with others. Think about some adjustments that you currently make. I'm sure you're doing them without even realising.
Imagine you were out at a group dinner with a set menu. Upon looking at the menu, you see that the dishes all have fish sauce in them. Oh no, you're anaphylactic to seafood. Would it be reasonable to ask for an alternate dish or at least a dish without fish sauce? Is this an adjustment to the current menu? Yes, it is. That's what we mean by a reasonable adjustment. It allows you to join in on the same basis as your friends without risking your life. Of course, not all adjustments are life dependent, but they certainly can make a difference to your day. There are many ways to look at adjustments. Let's look at environmental adjustments, instructional adjustments and curriculum adjustments. Firstly, we'll discuss environmental adjustments. Get down low at the children's eye level. Play on the ground with the children. What do they see that you previously didn't notice? Liaise between health professionals to provide adjustments to be implemented to help improve the child's ability to access the environment. In a noisy environment, a child may need a quiet space to retreat to or to go outside with a few friends and read some stories. Some children with disability may require other methods instead of speech. These methods could include signing, using symbols, using real objects or speech generating devices. When learning a communication method, children need their peers and the educator to use it with and alongside them. The educator also needs to provide opportunities for the child to communicate using their range of communication methods. Use specialised equipment for seating. For example, a how-to-hug chair to support floor sitting for a child with low tone. Consider where you position the child with Down syndrome during group time. It's advisable to seat children with Down syndrome away from the door, as some children can tend to run away if they find the activity challenging. See children who are hard of hearing at the front side so they can hear and see you and they can see their friends as well. Consider environmental noises such as busy walkways, roads, some environments are very noisy when first entered if the teacher is already using a speaker. Consider environmental adjustments for those with vision impairments. Move the furniture. Use large A4 visuals. Use tactile markers. Safety tape for stairs. Consider rolling morning teas or access to food when the child is hungry. Provide consistency in staff routines and programs. Consider the ratio of educators to children. Provide personal care supports, for example, to facilitate health or daily living needs. Arrange learning environments so that all students can access what they need and move around the environment easily. Secondly, let's look at instructional adjustments. 
I can't stress enough the importance of using visual supports and providing extra time to support the verbal instructions or conversations. Identify and remove communication barriers by using visuals, keyword sign, familiar gestures, alternative augmentative communication or otherwise AAC. All of these supports add to someone's speech. Alternative to be used instead of speech where there's an alternate way of communicating such as software program, gestures, writing or drawing. Use simple language and instructions. Remember, less is more. Sometimes using a routine can support a child to accept a decision, such as the first and then strategy. For example, firstly, it's group time, then you can go outside and play. Gaining the child's attention before speaking, then waiting and listening, is an important adjustment that gives children the chance to process the information and express themselves. Educators should collaborate with the child's speech pathologist and early intervention staff to develop strategies and skills in this area to make appropriate adjustments. Teach new skills in a step-by-step -step manner and keep the environment as predictable as possible during teaching. Develop social stories to improve appropriate behaviour in social situations. Social stories are used to introduce a new concept that may help improve a person's understanding through the use of an individually written story. A social story meaningfully shares social information with the child. The social story has an introduction that clearly identifies the topic, body that adds detail, and a conclusion that reinforces and summarises the information. The social story answers WH questions. It is written from a third-person perspective. The social story uses positive language and always contains descriptive sentences with an option to include any one or more of the five remaining sentence type. Perspective, cooperation, directive, affirmative and or control sentences. The social story describes more than directs. Examples of what to do in a fire drill, how to plan the sand pit and keeping the sand down low, having gentle hands at kindy or how to use the toilet. And lastly, curriculum adjustments. Set real and achievable goals, providing adjustments to activities that the children feel confident in can help them get to the next level. Build on the child's strengths through their current interests. Some children with complex disabilities require adult support and guidance to join in play with others. The educator can teach specific words and skills. Educators might also join in the play to model appropriate examples. As a child becomes more comfortable, the educator can encourage the child to invite other children into the play. 
Educators may scaffold children's language use in discussion, using comments to expand on the children's responsive with one or two additional words. Use a different mode of communication, such as stories, songs, rhymes and finger play. All help children increase their language skills and teach skills and routines. Repeating a story over and over supports children to learn and understand the story and perhaps even finish a sentence, predict what might come next or encourage them to join in. Educators should ensure that all experiences in the program are available to all children by teaching the signs of the activity, ensuring symbols are available and accessible to the children and that they have appropriate vocabulary on their speech generating device. For example, if the group are learning about animals and the child does not like sitting in the group at story time, provide an alternative. Can they be supported in a small group where they learn about animals in a deeper way using timber animals, discussing what noises do they make, what colours are they? It's a good opportunity to extend this lesson to one-on-one -on -one signing lessons so they can then be more confident the next time that the whole group is signing. If the learning is planned rather than spontaneous, be prepared. For those of you working with the NCCD, make sure that you record evidence of adjustments and review regularly. Children's needs change over time and there may also be times when adjustments don't work as planned. Monitor and evaluate the adjustments you have just made with the child and the family to see if they are still supporting the child or if needs have changed. you've enjoyed this podcast and it has given you some insight into the purpose and necessity of making reasonable adjustments. Please contact me if you have any questions on reasonable adjustments. My email is kbuwnei at downsyndromequeensland.org.au. Thank you everyone. At the Now in the Future podcast, we would love to hear your thoughts and questions as a way of continuing to provide essential information for the community. If you have a question or would like any more information on any of our episodes or have any ideas for future episodes, simply send us an email to engagement at downsyndromeqld.org.au. That's engagement at downsyndromeqld.org.au. And we'll do our best to provide you with the information you require in one of our upcoming episodes. The Now in the Future podcast aims to support, advocate for and empower people with Down syndrome both now and into the future. You have been listening to the Now and the Future podcast. For more information about this episode and many other topics related to Down syndrome, please visit the Dyson Drone Queensland website at dysondrome.org.ie slash QRD. Down Syndrome Queensland, supporting people with Down Syndrome, now and into the future.